0: hey guys welcome back welcome back to you know what why not I'm Sydney I hope you hear the birds um, thank you Gaia. it's a little gloomy outside but other than that it's still beautiful I'm still grateful eternally grateful there goes the bus because you know it wouldn't be this show, if it wasn't buses, motorcycles, sirens, and the bane of my existence, carts. But um, <laughs> today we are going to talk about one of the great outcomes of soul lessons that I've come across. And it's literally, who gives a shit? I know that sounds crazy, but you know, it really doesn't when you think about it. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? Who gives a flying fig? Who gives a rat's ass? You know, we've all got, we've all been in spaces and places that we put ourselves in. More concerned with how others feel. We're more concerned with how others feel. What others think. And then you get to a place where you say, who gives a shit? And for the most part, I don't give a shit. Then there are some things that I say I don't care about, but I do. But now I'm getting to a point where most things I don't give a fuck about. <laughs> but not like, oh, that cat over there, I don't give a fuck about that cat. I care about the cat. I don't give a fuck if the cat don't want me to walk by it. I don't give a fuck if the cat don't like my sweatpants. I don't give a fuck if the cat don't like my boyfriend. I think that's the place. Gross. And the man coughed and he did not have on a mask. Ugh. I think we all know what we're talking about here. What in whom. But yes, he coughed without a mask. So now, I need to wait. Or, you know, as a matter of fact, I'm going to walk the other way. Because I'm not trying to walk through. Cough. Open mouth, tongue out Cough. Um, yeah, but who gives a shit? Like that man probably embodies that better than anybody else other than being a complete asshole because we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic, but to have no mask on and just cough because who gives a shit? I don't give a shit. So that's what we're talking about today. And we're going to have the most illustrious of guests joining me for part two, which is going to be sometime this week. It's going to be a bonus. So, I'm excited about that. Um, we were supposed to try to get together and, and record today. But, when I tell you this queen got the whole world in her hands, I am, was not going to call and wake her up. She deserves every blink of rest that she can get. So, let's, we're gonna, I'm going to come back when I'm in the house we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about who gives a rat's ass. Who cares? You know, we gotta to get to a point. The cart, the cart, the cart. <laughs> would it? Would it be? You know what? Why not? Without the cart, don't cuss, birds. It's all right. Don't cuss at it. Don't cuss at her. It's okay. It's okay. But yes, who gives a shit? Who gives a rat's ass? Once we get to that place and we are aware of that place, I think that we, you reach another age, you you reach another point. Because it comes at different ages. You know, some people reach that point when they're young, in their teenage years, some people reach it in their 30s some certain people never get there some people always care but um, I can only tell you how I got to my care how I got to my, <laughs> my care, how I got to my level of fuck that who gives a shit because I think it's important I think it's important for everyone to at least have a little bit of who gives a shit fuck that who cares so <laughs> that's what we're talking about today with you know a part two coming very soon before the close of the week with the most illustrious of guests and the announcement of something super amazing (laughs) so guys i'll be right back getting the cars beautiful while we listen to carts roll by from two separate places getting the cars beautiful before i have to let my thing sound off up in here i'm outside We'll be right back. Okay, and we're back. (laughs) We're back inside, I'm back at the ranch. When I say I'm back at the ranch, that means it doesn't it it means home, but not home like in my house. Back at the ranch is like my soul. (laughs) Shout out to Queen Cup. She said that. Back at the ranch means your soul and that's true. Whenever I you know made a decision or whenever I've changed my mind on something, I tell people all the time, you know, I went back to the ranch and I, and I spoke to, spoke to the cows about it. We decided we, we changed our mind, but, um, yeah, so I'm back at the ranch. Um, so we're talking about who gives a shit today. Right. And I feel like the best way to talk about getting to a point of not giving a shit or not giving a fuck or not giving a flying fig or whatever We have to get, we kind of have to start working on why, excuse me, why we give a shit in the first place. And, um, I have a couple of things, a couple of things written down about uh, like a four point list of why we give a fuck in the first place, why we give a shit in the first place, why we care so much in the first place. And when I say care, I don't mean like, you know. I don't care about anything because that's one of those that's one of those phrases where to say I don't care about that is important. It's important for you to say I don't care about that because you get so caught up in what you don't care about. People get so caught up in what you're what you're not saying that they don't listen to what you are saying. Right. And it's important that you care about you. You care about you so much that you don't care about other shit you have to use discernment and i think that's the biggest that's the biggest lesson for this pod and the one in the middle of that we're, that's coming up next you have to use discernment and a big thing about a big the, the main reason why we give a shit so much is because we've been taught to give a shit. We've been taught that it's important that we care about what people think. It's important that we care about how we are perceived, how we're perceived by people. We were raised that way. We were taught that. And it's not until you get older or you go through situations where you have where you, where the end result is that either I care so much about this or I kill myself or it's you know I care so much about this it's it comes to the detriment of myself that you learn that you have to give that up. So I think me, my, my illustrious guest and I will talk about that, about being raised because we, we both kind of, we don't have parallel stories, but when, when we were talking about how we both got to the point of not giving a shit and we spoke about, you know, how we were raised, it was like, okay, we, cause we come from two different cultures. It's like, you know, I would say that, that wasn't said to me in that way. It was said to me in this way, but the takeaway is the same. So culturally, we may we may be raised differently, but a lot of the nuances are the same, especially being women of color. A lot of it was for protection for, you know, this is how we can protect you from those from white people society, from, you know, different negative entities. If you do these things, you should be safe and it kind of seems like well we're not going to get into that we're going to do that with our illustrious guest so we're going to leave that there but um we're going to get into, we're going to talk about being raised to not really deal with boundaries and other things so that's one uh, but the biggest the biggest reason why we begin to give a fuck and there are many reasons but i believe the biggest one is because we're not comfortable with boundaries and um i have a four point list of reasons why we aren't comfortable with with boundaries, and the biggest one is that we were taught that as a child. But like I said, we're not going to get into that. I'm away from my illustrious guest. But um, I know for me personally, I I didn't really I wasn't comfortable with boundaries because it was made to it was made for, I, it was made, it was made to believe for me that setting boundaries was me being selfish. So if you want to go out and I'm tired because I worked all day, but you're having, you had a hard week and you want to go out for a couple of drinks. If I say no, because I'm exhausted, I'm being selfish because I'm not being there for you in the time that you need it. That's just one really easy really easy example. But there's so many there's so many different types of situations where that occurs, whether it's in friendships or in romantic relationships, when I tell you no, you take it as I'm not doing it because I'm selfish. And I had to get to a point where I Where I said, you know what? No, my no is a no. I'm not going because I'm tired. I'm sorry that you've had a rough week. We can go tomorrow. But I, like, I used to work damn near 12-hour days with children most of the day. Like, I don't feel like going out right now. And I had to get to a point where I was comfortable to say no, but I didn't for a long time. I didn't for a long time. I would suck it up and just do it because I didn't want to be seen as selfish. Now I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I am selfish. I don't want to go. <laughs> Which leads me to my second one. We don't, we're not comfortable with boundaries because we're afraid of what the next step is. If I set this boundary and I tell you no, what happens if you say, I don't care, I'm going to do it anyway? What happens if you say, I don't care that you say no, I say yes? For me, I'm walking away. I don't play that. And it took me a long time to get to that point. Like I said earlier, a lot of the time when you're raised that way and you have to unlearn it, we get to a point where we make boundaries out of necessity. We wait until the very last minute to say, you know what? You've gone too far. I'm drawing the line. This is my boundary. No, they were overstepping that boundary well before you made it. The problem is, we don't make the boundaries. We allow other people to to violate us, and then we say, "Okay, enough." I'm making a boundary. We we need to. When when you get to the point of not giving a fuck anymore, you make those boundaries off rip. Because a big point, at least to me, and I was gonna save this for four, but I feel like it all like to to number them. I don't know if anybody's taking notes. Hopefully, like I don't think anybody's taking notes, but. You know, to number them kind of like they all they all go together, everything is related in the circle of life, from the grass to the antelope, okay, <laughs> like it's all related, but I used to I used to get upset because you would think that people understood boundaries, but people don't understand anything until you say it to them. And I realized that because like, it wasn't until I became an educator that I realized, okay, you make everything plain in the beginning. You set everything out and then you ask people if they are questions. If there are no questions, you don't have to go back and answer those questions 20 minutes ago because you asked if you had questions in the beginning. It should it, it, I was like, shocked. My, (laughs) my Gabber was flasted. Okay. I was like, whoa, you mean to tell me that if I give you an opportunity to ask a question in the beginning of class, if you ask the question in the middle of the lesson, I don't have to answer it. I don't have to go back and answer it. And I remember my professor being like, no, you gave them an opportunity. They decided they made the choice not to do it. They made the choice not to take you up on it. So now you get to answering that question when you get to it. After you finish the lesson in the wrap up portion, you know, after class. And I was like, whoa, how come nobody taught me that in high school? That if I give you an opportunity to do something and you and you decide not to do it, that I don't have to go back and give you another chance. I don't have to. I can get back to it when I feel like it. That changed my life. I didn't only do that. I don't only do that in the classroom. I do that with everything. Do you have questions? Comments? Concerns? No? Okay, moving on. And if you bring it up later, I have the option to say, you have the opportunity to speak on that. And you chose not to, so now what do we do? Powerful, powerful stuff. When you, when you take your power back from people, it is the most, it's the most amazing feeling. Boundaries are the most amazing feeling. It helps you not give a fuck because I did I did my due diligence. I did what I was supposed to do. And that's what boundaries are. Doing what you're supposed to do in a relationship with whomever to make sure that nobody is giving more, nobody's taking more, and that you're comfortable. The fence between you and and the cow is a boundary. You get too close to the cow because you decided you weren't going to respect the boundary, the cow going to show you what's up. I don't know if that makes sense, but my mama says that all the time. The fence in the zoo is a boundary. You hop that fence the lion going to show you what's good cuz you don't respect boundary. So if you don't if you disrespect me this is what comes. So Sonya Jean, my mama Sonya Jean, she has plenty of gems. (laughs) When I say to my friends, you know, my mama always say, they'd be like, come on, Sonya Jean, come through Sonya Jean. (laughs) Because it always, it it means something to somebody at some point. But yeah, um, you don't know what happens next when people don't respect your boundaries. When you say, no, I don't want to go out. And you're afraid of what your friend says. You decide. Okay, I'm not going to make the boundary anymore. She asked me to go. I'm just going to go. There goes a motorcycle. Shots, 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 shots. Okay, are we are we doing that? Does anyone, does anybody take the shots with the motorcycle? Okay. Anyway, (laughs) I think we should make that a thing. But um, yeah, it's important that you do that, especially with, with friends and in romantic relationships, because what happens is that when we're all, we're all raised, not having boundaries, we're all raised to be afraid to not allow adults to do what they want to then not, to then not allow friends to do what they want. Because if I tell my friend, no, they're not gonna be my friend anymore. I got to a point where I personally, at this point, I have no friends. I mean, I have friends like my friend. All of my friends have best friends. I don't have a best friend. Because y'all niggas don't know boundaries. (laughs) So I keep everybody like everybody has to keep a boundary. Everybody has to everybody gets to stand on the on the circumference of the cipher. Until I decide who gets to come in, because you guys you guys be acting up. Not you guys, but people in general, you know, so I don't have best friends. I don't know why I said that, but I I thought it was important that you guys know that I don't have best friends because best friends get a best friends get away with things that other people don't. And when you respect, like it's important because people who understand boundaries and they're clear on boundaries have best friends who respect and are clear on boundaries. So that makes for a beautiful relationship. It's difficult for me to come across people who, who get that. So I don't fuck with it like that. Moving on. Yeah, so yeah, people who don't respect it, because you're so afraid. That was the point. Like, you're afraid of what happens next, so you just allow people to do what they want. I've gotten to the point. I've gotten past that. I'm not doing that. Um, I think that I'm going to... No, I have one more. And I really want to do that one. Um... you you get worried that if you set a boundary and this has more to do with us than it does with the other person when you set a boundary that people are going to feel away because you're taking from them the reason why they're why they're there if that's that's the way i wrote it but um it's like if you have a friend who the only time she really or he really talks to you is when they're bored or when they're stressed and they just need your time and your energy. You know, they call you, and say, you know, I'm, I'm stressed. I'm bored. I need like I need to pick me up. Tell me a joke. I used to have a friend who would call me and be like, tell me a joke. And I would tell the joke and they would laugh and they'd say, oh, I love that's why I call you. I love talking to you. Like, you know, you always make me feel better. And then they leave they hang up and then that's it I had to get to a point where I was like yo if you don't call me have a conversation with me ask me how my day was you know let's talk about something don't just call me to ask for jokes like I'm I'm not your personal clown I'm not here to make you feel you know good and she said what are you talking about that's what that's what I call you for That is literally what I call you for because I think that you're hilarious. I'm not like when I call you, I'm in a bad mood. I'm depressed. I don't want to be more depressed. So, you know, I call you because I think that you're funny. So then what do you do? I was like, wow. Homegirl dead ass told me the only reason I call you is so that is to laugh when I'm depressed. Then you feel bad for making a boundary because now this person's going to be depressed. But look at what you do to me. By the time I get off the phone with you, I'm drained. So now I don't, now I don't, me personally for that situation, now I don't talk to her. But it's not because of that, but there, people will tell you, this is the reason why I deal with you. And if you don't want that to be the case, if you want your relationship to be more reciprocal, the boundary has to be that this cannot be, this cannot be the way this goes anymore. It has to be more give and take. And a lot of people don't make the boundary because you're afraid of the other person taking their toys and going home. You're afraid of the other person saying, well, this is not what I use you for. I use you for that purpose. And if you don't want to give me what I'm asking for, then I'm going to leave. We have to be a lot more comfortable with people walking away. Cause if we don't let people walk away, if we let people stay and chip away pieces of us, when, when we finally can't take it anymore, they walk away whole and we're still trying to, we're still trying to pick up the pieces and, that's what boundaries that's that that comes from not having boundaries. That's why boundaries are so important. So, those are the four reasons. I believe I did four, it might have been five. It was a hosh posh of four reasons. <laughs> if you could decipher them, <laughs> I promise I'm gonna get better at this. I'm gonna get better at this. I promise. But, um, you learn. To, you learn to not give a shit because you don't, because you realize that the boundaries are important. You stop giving a shit because you realize that not everybody in the world is out for themselves, but a lot of the time you attract people to you who are out for themselves because you're not out for yourself. People who are selfish will always rally around the most generous person because. If I take, 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 and you give, 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 and you don't want to take because it's rude to take, then you're the perfect person for me to hang out with because I have no intention on giving you anything but my ass to kiss. So give me, give me. And we so badly want to be loved. We so badly want to be around people that we do it to the detriment of us. We have to get to the point where we make boundaries and we decide that it's more important for me not to give a fuck and to have people around me who give a fuck about me because I give a fuck about me to not give a fuck is is to give a fuck about yourself because people will throw barbs at you all the time oh I don't like your sweatpants I don't give a fuck (laughs) I like these sweatpants these sweatpants are comfortable and I like them I don't care if they don't say champion on them and I don't care that they don't say pink on them I like them and then people will stop telling you that they don't like the stuff that you wear. They'll be like, oh, I'm not going to tell her that she, I don't like what she wears. She don't give a shit. But you know what? I like that about her. I wish I didn't give a shit. Because people do that. People throw their insecurities onto you and you're supposed to take them so that they feel better. And when you get to a, when you get to a point that you don't care, they're like, oh, I wish I was that free. People say that to me all the time. How, how can I get like you? It's simple. Don't, don't give a shit. Just do it. I say all the time. It was, um, Benjamin Disraeli, former prime minister of the United Kingdom. Never complain, never explain. I'm not complaining about nothing and I ain't got shit to explain to you. I said what I said. My favorite line of all time. I know what I said. I say that all the time. But, Cindy, but you know what? I, I know what I said. I make a statement and I stand behind it. If you want to have a conversation, we can have a conversation. But I know what I said. You don't get to explain to me how you violate a boundary and I'm supposed to say, okay, you know what? I guess I understand. No, I said what I said. And you will either respect it or you will decide that you don't want to deal with me anymore. And either way, I'm okay with the outcome because I'm pretty good on boundaries now. So moving on <laughs> Moving on. Um I've also That's shot number two. Or three. I think I was in mid thought and then I heard a motorcycle and I was like Ugh motorcycles, but I didn't say it out loud. But that's either the second or third one. It's like a grainy, gloomy day in New York today. And motherfuckers is on motorcycles. Like y'all don't what whatever happened to riding motorcycles like on a nice day? It's mad foggy outside. You can't see shit. Um <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um I'm thinking that like I said, and me and my illustrious guests, so that's like the fourth time I said it, but we're gonna talk about being raised to you know not be comfortable with the boundaries and that lends ourselves to giving too much of a shit about what people say but also Jenny Linhart who y'all should be following already she had a post earlier in the week or it might have been last week that said you know if you had something to say to your younger self what would it be and I said you know I would tell, I think she said like, it was like four words or five words that she would say to your younger self. And I was like, it's not worth it. And she said, well, you know, the the good thing about that is that you, as you get older, you begin to learn what's worth it and what's not. Because we spend so much time in our teen years and our early twenties. And even, you know, as a child, really being upset about things that are not worth it. You, you having a full-on tantrum for 20 minutes because you don't get to eat all the applesauce. That's not, that's not worthy of a tantrum. It wasn't worth it. Now, if it was ice cream, go the fuck off, sis. Go off, sis. But, you know, you have to learn. You have to use discernment. What's worth the tantrum? What's worth it? And and that was what I said to myself, you know. That's what I would say to my younger self you know, it's not worth it. But then I sat down and I, and I started writing and it was like, what would I say to young Sid? What, what if, if I could sit down and I try to visualize my younger self all the time. And, and when I get a moment to just sit and reflect, and I'm like, what if and it's not just like, you know, like I have moments where I'm like, man, if I was, if I could have experienced this when I was younger, or I would say to myself, little Sid, this is crazy, isn't it? Look at this. Look at how people love you. I remember the first time my 30th birthday party, I got a surprise, like I got an actual surprise birthday party from adults. Because usually my students would throw me surprise birthday parties, but I got my first surprise birthday party from adults at 30. And I remember saying to myself, "To I was like, yo, Lil Sid, look, these people love you. Look at all these people showed up for you for your birthday. And it was a great feeling. So I, I was like, you know, if I could sit down with Sid and not just like in the moment of times and just say, oh, this is what we're feeling in the moment. And this somehow corresponds to what happened back then and understand that I loved you, that I love you. And this is where we are now. Look at how much we've grown. I speak to my, I speak to my younger self all the time. I speak to Lil Sid all the time. That's my homie. And I realize that a lot has not changed. We still talk the same. We still like the same things. I've been watching damn Avatar, the last airbender for the past three days. It's my shit. But, um, uh, so a couple of things that I would say to my younger self, um, and, and it's in stages because there's certain things that, like a lot of things that happen physically, it's like little Sid, like, like from like when I can remember to about 12, 13, like preteens that like those things happen. Like when I go to concerts and stuff like that, I'm like, yo Sid, look at this. Like, look at these artists and you know, all of these things or when people do incredibly kind things for me or loving things for me, it's like, I, I, I go back and I speak to her because she needs that. She needs that love that she felt that she didn't get. She needs the, atten- the positive attention that she feels she didn't get. She needs the understanding and the and the care. But when I get to, like, teen Sid and, like, early 20s Sid, that's who this list is for. When I say my younger self, it's, like, wild and crazy Sid. Like, you need to chill, fam. That would be one thing. That's, that's like, number one on the list. You need to fucking chill, B a lot of this shit that you turn up for is not worth it. (laughs) When you look back, when you look back at it, you're going to be like, what the fuck was I thinking? It wasn't even worth it. And I promise you, it wasn't. But, um, things that I would tell my younger self, one, chill the fuck out. (laughs) I said, chill out, B. (laughs) You got to chill out. (laughs) Um, how people react to you and how people respond to you is a reflection of them it's not a reflection of you if I could tell Sid that I would I would tell that I would tell her that a thousand times over I mean I can't say it to Sid but if I could say it to Sid then how people respond or react to you is it's a reflection of them it has nothing to do with you if people don't like the fact that you say, no, I'm not doing your homework for you, or no, you can't copy my homework because I did it, and <laughs> if you copy my homework, we both get zeros, and I'm the one who did the work, I'm not willing to do that, then guess what? They're not your friend, and you don't have to sit next to them, and you'll be all right. You'll sit through history class with no friends, but that's all right. I got that like midway through the fu- through my fucking high school career, like, What? If somebody, like, yeah, how people, if people are upset with you because you're not doing what they want you to do, boundaries, that's on them. That's not on you. You're worth more than that, boo. You're worth, you You deserve better than that. Oh, big one. Your friends. If you can't tell your friends good news about you, pick new friends. If you're having a great day and you're like, oh, I don't want to say I'm having a good day because other people aren't, get new friends. I don't care if I'm having the worst fucking day. It'll make me feel better to know that somebody else is having a good day because it gives me it gives me faith that better days are coming. But if we all sitting around fucked up, we all having fucked up days like I don't want to trauma bond with people. I don't want to, I don't want to sit and commiserate with people. If I'm having a fucked up day, you better be having a good day. You better be ready to like, yo, come on. My spirits are high. I ain't going to let you drive. I'm not going to let you drag me down. I learned, I, I knew that, but it manifested itself into my world recently. How you got, how you could be vibing high and somebody's vibing low can snatch you right down and then it takes a while for you to get back up there. So don't allow people, don't allow especially people who you call friends to get you there. If you can't give your if you can't tell people your good achievements, then they don't need to be your friend. It's like the the people who like, "Oh, I have a guy I really like." And then, and then and they're like, "Oh, really? You're dating someone else? You're in another relationship?" Like get those people out of here. Pack them up, yo. That's sucker shit. And if you hang around suckers, you are a sucker. If you allow sucker shit to happen in your presence, in your cypher, guess what? You a sucker. I don't fuck with suckers. And I realize that a lot of men allow women to do sucker shit in their cypher. And I don't understand that. Oh, it's up for her friends to check her. No, nigga, you check her. I don't care where the check is coming from as long as I get checked. Ayo hey, yo, Sid, the way you moving is, is fug- like, you, you're doing gazy shit. I will never be upset with somebody for checking me, ever. Because you make, you make me better. Because I'm, I'm moving in ego. I'm moving in ways that I don't realize that I'm doing. And if I do realize that I'm doing, then you get away from me because I've already lost. I've gotten to a point where I don't care anymore. And not I don't give a fuck in a good way, that I don't give a fuck in a bad way. That means I'm on demon time. Because if somebody check you and you don't want to deal with it, you lost. And people, and do not stand around and wait for people to find the light again. They'll find the light and they'll come back to you. You be the light keeper. You the lighthouse. The lighthouse doesn't move to go and put light on people. The lighthouse stays still and then people find its way to the light because the light doesn't move. I don't play with suckers. And I don't play with demons. And we all should get there. You know, you know when people are moving on demon time. You can see it in their eyes, and you can see it when people don't when, you, when people don't heed shit. Sid, I'm telling you. And if somebody would have sat me down and Sonya Jean probably did. Sonya Jean probably told me all these things, but sometimes you gotta, you know, you gotta walk the walk. Sid. Number three. Some people will never change. Like mama always said, you can shave a leopard. The skin has spots. For that, that I have my hands up in the air. <laughs> I realize that you guys are listening and can't see me. So that pause with me with my hands in the air. Like, When you shave a leopard, the skin has spots. And let's be very clear. You cannot change anybody. I had to learn that the hard way. I had to learn that the hard way. You can't change anybody. People have to do the work for themselves. I can't make you... Be a better person, and it's not just about like spiritual stuff. Like, I can't make you love yourself, I can't make you trust yourself. I can't, it's not about the excuse me, I can't even make you lose the weight. If you hate being overweight and you don't want to be overweight, and I tell you I'm supporting you, I can't even physically make you lose the weight, I can just support you. And then after a while, if you complaining about Not losing weight, and you ain't doing shit to lose the weight. Then guess who? Guess who ain't saying shit about the weight no more? Me. And if you continue to talk about the weight, and I tell you, listen, we ain't doing that. I ain't talking about that because you ain't you ain't fixed to you ain't fixed to fix it. And you still want to talk about it? Guess who? Guess who's exiting stage left? Me. Because again, I'm not here to commiserate or to trauma bond with anyone. We have to get to a point where we love ourselves enough to love someone else into figuring out their own soul lessons and it's hard it is so hard but it's it's necessary people don't change and people who want to change people who truly want to change and to say that people don't change that's those are people who don't want to change those are people who are comfortable in their misery who are comfortable in their distortions comfortable in their pain but you get to a point And I know it happened to me where you hit rock bottom. And rock bottom don't mean cracked out. It don't mean homeless. It don't mean a lot of the things. It doesn't have to get that drastic. But you get to a point where you're like, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being sad. I'm sick and tired of letting people treat me any way they want to treat me. And then hating myself later. I'm sick of it. So I have to do this for myself. And you have to allow people to feel that. Sid, you can't save everybody. I had to learn that and it's a tough lesson to learn when you love people. But you can't save everybody. You have to and that and that and you have to get to a point where you're like, "You know what? Fuck that." You got to learn to fly on your own. I can't I can't teach you how to fly by putting you on my back. Um And this this one goes back to the boundaries part in the beginning. If people don't like you setting boundaries, it's because they don't want to respect them. And it goes back to what I said a couple, what I said in the in the birthday pod. When you start fucking with you heavy, those who really don't fuck with you, it'll show. People who really fuck with you, it might take them a while to get used to it. They might walk away and be like, you know, oh, you so rude. Oh, this down to third. Oh, yeah. And then they'll come back and they say, you know what? I was bugging. And you're right. I do have to respect that. I have to. You feel that way. I have to respect it. That's how you remember this. I have to respect that. It wasn't my intent, but I, I understand that you're hurt by it. And let's talk about it. Because people will do if people fuck with you like that. If they love you, they'll do that. But if they don't fuck with you and they be like, oh, well, I'm not talking to you then. Well, if you don't see shit my way, then it's whatever. Then don't you get you can't give a fuck. You got to let people go. The art of not giving a fuck is to is to decide what to give a fuck about. To say I don't give a fuck. That means that you've discerned what to give a fuck about. I don't give a fuck about a lot of things, but this here I give I give a fuck and I don't give a fuck. (laughs) If that makes sense. I don't give a fuck about that stuff here. But I'll fuck you over I'll fuck you up over this and I don't give a fuck. Do you see the difference? I hope y'all see the difference. There's a book out there too called The Art of Not Giving a Fuck, which was amazing by the way. I wouldn't say it's life changing, but it's definitely a, a book that you need to read if you feel that boundaries are really difficult for you and that you find yourself giving a fuck about everything Which is kind of causing you To be fucked up in different ways The art of not giving a fuck Because I'm really good at not giving a fuck <laughs> um, This is the last thing that I'm going to say About this And this is some This is some real shit And I did not This is some real real shit For real for real And I would tell Sid this, oh, I would tell Sid this because my mama used to be like this and she does it every now and then. Pay attention to passive aggressive people because people who are passive aggressive, the issue goes deeper than what you think it is. And most of the time it may have nothing to do with you. Eight out of ten times it has nothing to do with you. You trigger something. But pay attention to that. Pay attention to people who are passive aggressive. And if you find yourself being passive aggressive, figure out why that is. Because a good a good part of it might be that you don't want to confront something or someone. I don't play passive aggressive anymore. I did for a long time because I was going to teach you. I'm going to teach you by being passive aggressive. You're going to realize that I'm not happy with something that you're doing. And then you're going to have to confront me about it. And then I get to be defensive. No. Passive aggression is, that's an issue. That's an issue big time. And if you see it, be very clear. It's a sign that there's something deeper there. And you need to take that seriously. Do not brush off people who are passive aggressive. If you give a fuck, handle it. If you don't give a fuck, walk away. Because if passive aggression, that's a bad character trait. People who are passive aggressive decide to not deal with something head on, to not deal with things because, oh, I'm not confrontational. You don't think passive aggression is confrontation. You're forcing the other person to to confront you about something so that you can then be the person who has to, you you can then be the victim. Now you have to be defensive. Watch these people, sit. And that's for all of us. We gotta, we have to watch people. Be discerning. Use discernment. It's, it's hard to find real people around you. And even the people that you bring around you that you think are real, sometimes aren't. There are plenty of people I let go because they be on some sucker shit. Or they allow sucker shit. But that's all right. Because it's like Jenny said. She, Jenny said to me. Jenny said this to me this week. My spiritual mentor, she be on it. She be like, you gotta protect your energy. And when you real, when you real, seeing people do some sucker shit makes you feel it. It it disrupts your peace, because then you get upset about it. And it's like, how could this person do that? They were supposed to be, no. Ching. What Cardi say? She she say uh. And I'm quick to cut a nigga. Also don't get comfortable. I mean that. Guys. That I was dating. Friends. Strangers. I don't give a shit. I really. I don't give a fuck. I really don't. So I think that the big thing. Here that we spoke about today. We spoke about a lot of things. And. A big thing is. Is. You know, you give a fuck about the things that you care about. And you really give a fuck about those things. You ride out for those things. When it comes to yourself, you ride for yourself forever. The people who you hold nearest and dearest to your heart, you ride for them forever. Things you don't give a fuck about, don't give a fuck, like people's opinions. You don't give a fuck about that. You know. I remember somebody said to me, like, oh, I respect your opinion. It was a student. Like, I respect your opinion. What you say goes. And I'm like, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That is not how this goes. Because if you allow me to dictate your life for you because you respect a few things that I said, you will, you, you will never get where you're supposed to get. You will never go where you're supposed to go because my journey is not your journey the things that you get from me that resonate with you that work for you you take that with you but you don't you don't wait to move until i move or until i say it's okay we can't do that we can't we can't get to a place it's it's okay to respect people who know more than you it's okay to respect people who want to help you but there has to be times where you say, "Okay, that don't work for me." It's the same thing with people who listen to their parents. Like no I ain't. I ain't listen. I ain't saying don't listen to your mama. Cause there are plenty of times. Sonia Jean, while I think that she was trying to control my life at some points, when I look back, I be like, "Thank God for Sonia Jean." I tell you, I would be wa- like I told you guys the last time. Lyrics, if I could have every lyric, everything that I've ever wanted to tattoo on myself, if I didn't have my mama, like hell, no, you cannot. Hell no, you can't get no Wu-Tang all across your damn chest. No, you can't get a damn giraffe up your leg. What's wrong with you? <laughs> like if Sonya Jean wasn't stopping me from doing fool stuff all the time. But when Sonya Jean was wrong about stuff, I said, you know what, Mama? I love you, but that I don't think that's going to work for me. And she might have been upset about it. She might have huffed about it a bit. But she came back and she said, you know what, it's your life and I respect it when you got to come back because you're wrong, then, you know, and I always came back because I was wrong. But even then, even still with that, even still with that, I don't take everything that my mama say and do what she say. Even because I still have things that I have to get through. Real quick, before I go, this past week, my mama said something to me. And I was like, nah, you absolutely right. She was talking to me. She said, yeah, I wanted to run it by you. And I was like, you want to run it by me? Mind you, this is this was with work, with her school. Cause Remember, I said she's a principal. This is how she was dealing with people on her team. And I was like, you want to run it by me? And she said, yeah, I value your opinion. You're one of the smartest people I know. And I almost broke down and cried. I ain't fit to cry in front of my mama now. But that's respect. That's mutual respect. And a lot of people, and I understand that a lot of people aren't going to get that from their mama. I get that. But when you, have, when you have somebody who you respect, who when they speak, you listen. say you know what, I'm, let me run this by you. That shows that you respect yourself enough that other people can respect you too. Because people don't respect people who don't respect themselves. And they see it. They can see it from a mile away. So when people respect you, and not out, not out of a feel that they need to. Not because you're the authority. But when people respect you because they see that you, respect, that you respect yourself, that's huge. Like my mama telling me she wants to run something by me. That was a huge spiritual victory for me. Because that means I finally stopped caring so much about what she thought. And she saw it and she said you take what I say Even if it's with a grain of salt You take it You respect what I say but you still do your own thing You're not a sheep So I know if I ask you If I run something by you you're going to tell me the truth And that's why I respect your opinion And that's because I got to a point Of not giving a fuck It took me 33 years It It took me a while But you cannot give a fuck you have to care about what you think. You have to be open to changing that if need be. It is storming out in New York City. Hallelujah. Now they won't, you won't hear not near not one more damn motorcycle. But we at the end. I just want to say to you guys. As I wrap this up. The things that I say all the time but i'm I don't care if I say them all the time because I mean it. I am so appreciative of you guys. I love you guys for listening. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. We belong together, and you know that it okay, I don't remember I don't what no that's okay, so that's not the song I'm trying to sing. Because I just realized that it was a sad song But we've come to the end of the road And I hope that you were able to get something Out of our talk today guys Um, I love you guys for listening You know You guys The one thing I can say is that there's a war outside And nobody is safe from it Nobody is safe from it My Celine has passed on Celine is my selenite egg Like I like Celine, <laughs> I like Celine bags. I like Yves Saint Laurent, Chanel. I I live a life of luxury, in my spirit. <laughs> but um, there's a war going on. And now our physical, our physical things, things in our physical, physical tangible realm are, are beginning to to be casualties of war. So be very very clear with your intent. Vibe high. Look out for things that are not right. Look for people in demon time, I'm telling you. People who who vibe low, they're being used. Because people aren't inherently evil. So if people are doing some demon shit, it's because they're being used. It's because they're vibing low. So you got to keep your vibe high. If you vibe high enough, you'll find me amongst the clouds because that's where I stay. I love you guys. And until the next time I get up in this hoopty wrench round come get you, know that I love you. I'll see you soon. Later days.